Hey guys, Lori here with Leaders Lead Podcast. I am so excited because I am sitting next to one of my favorite persons, people, however you want to say it. Um, And we are going to talk device sales. Um, I have had a lot of questions about medical sales in general, and I think she is probably an amazing person to talk to about device sales, getting into the industry, um, the pros, the cons. I had the opportunity to learn a lot about device sales just from her and talking to other friends and family. And I have found that a lot of people want to get into device sales, but might not know the ins and outs and might not know how to get into device sales. So I have Tanya here with me. We are here in her little cute apartment and um, we are actually waiting to go on a dinner. Um, But in the meantime, we are going to do a quick podcast talking about device sales. Um, Tanya, go ahead and introduce yourself and we will get started. Hello, my name is Tanya. I am with Cancer Treatment Centers of America and with Physician Relations. Um, Let's see. So where were you before? Prior to this, I was with iScreen Vision doing medical device sales. Um, I sold to pediatricians for about a year. And then prior to that, I was with Zimmer Biomet doing hand and elbows, upper extremity, basically, um, which was really fun. Very, very interesting and different field if you've never been on call or in trauma sales. Um, my degree is, my background is in biology. I went to school to be a doctor, but realized I didn't want to go to medical school after, I think I went to school for five years. Yeah. Graduated from ASU with a degree in biology. Um, yeah, I was exhausted and my uncle was with Stryker and he spoke so highly about device sales. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. And yeah. Perfect. So one thing I've noticed as just trying to apply for different jobs, I really thought I wanted to go device sales. Eventually, I was like, that's my end all goal. I want to be in surgery. I want to be hospital, but didn't necessarily know a lot of the on-call type of um, requirements that it takes to do device. So can you talk a little bit about um, first how you got into it? Because um, I know sometimes it's really hard to get into device sales. Um, but also, first we'll talk about the cons of it. So you can start there. Perfect. So straight out of ASU, I thought I was going to get a job as soon as I applied because I was I thought I was God's gift to earth. <laughs> I, I was like, why wouldn't anybody want to hire me? I'm so cool. And I'm so smart. It's, I'm the package, right? No one would talk to me. No one would interview me. Um, It was really sad. It brought me down a lot. And then I got feedback from a few different people in sales. My best friend, my good friend worked at Cardinal Health. My uncle at Stryker, he was like, well, you don't have any sales experience. So I'm like, okay, where do I start? So I started applying to a bunch of sales jobs and I got a job at Farmers Insurance. Um, I started recruiting for them. I started from the ground up, I guess you could say. I recruited for a few months and then I bought my own agency and I started selling insurance as a 23-year-old, which was very, very, very different. I, I was, My peers were 40 to 50-year-old men. Um, it was me and another girl, Dana. We were the youngest females and the only females in our district. 
before you go on real quick. So one thing I absolutely love about Tanya and she probably doesn't realize it, but she is like power woman. So she just talks about 23 years old, having an insurance company, but what she did not let y'all know, which hopefully she doesn't mind me telling you this, but she was a mom all through college and through starting her career and she's super humble about it, but she did not have an excuse about how can she make a living for her family. And um, if you just want to go into a little bit maybe of how you overcame some of those obstacles as being a woman, being a single mom, and making a living for your daughter and how you wouldn't let no be an issue. And then keep going into um, like how you broke into the industry. So Lori just made a really good point. Um, I, I am... A mother to an 11 year old. I'm 28 now. I had her when I was 16. Um, but I never thought of her being, I never thought about being a single mom as an obstacle. It was never like, oh my God, I have this, so I can't do that. I have a daughter, I can't do that. Um, maybe nowadays because I don't have the time to do everything. But back then it was like, what are you going to do to support yourself? We like really nice things. What are you going to do to make a lot of money? And I just happened to really like people. Um, but back to what Lori was saying, I didn't think anything of it. Honestly, I never, I still don't think anything of it. She's just a part of who I am. And I don't know if anything, the obstacles would be having a man child at home. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. A good, it's a good obstacle, but but it's no Tessa was has never my daughter has never been if if I have ever considered her being an obstacle in life I guess I my obstacle I I actually never did so then back to insurance I did that for a little bit and I was still looking to get a device and so I Growing my book of business at insurance, my entire family's here. My mom had a, my mom owned a nail salon for 14 years, so I sold insurance to her clients. She opened up her book of clients to me. My entire family switched to me, um, and came May May 2016, I or 15, 16 May 2016. My mom's client approached me and she was like, hey, I need someone on my team at Zimmer Biomed. I'm exhausted. I need help growing my territory. Would you be willing to leave your current job for me? And I was like, yeah. So <laughs> so I left. I literally wrote my letter of resignation and someone, I don't know, someone bought my book or farmers bought my book of business and I left for Zimmer. I remember during my interview, my manager, my soon-to-be manager was like, are you okay working nights and weekends? And I was like, yeah, give it to me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Little do you know that trauma sucks if you have a family. Thankfully, at the time, I lived at home with my mom and I had a lot of support. So maybe that's why I never thought Tessa was an obstacle because I had so much support as a family. If I ever needed to do something, if I ever needed to leave to study or, or work, it was there was no questions asked. I I always had someone, but when I started at Zimmer, I was finding myself leaving at three in the morning to go reset a tray for a surgery that was gonna start at nine in the morning. And if you don't know anything about hand surgery, it's literally a forty five minute surgery, and your tray maybe has I don't even remember it's so long, like a hundred tiny 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 little screws and 
they're just quick a lot of turnover and um I just found myself not being home often I was on call I worked weekends I remember I had I was called in on Thanksgiving and my family's really close we've always celebrated holidays together and I cried driving from North Scottsdale to Abraza West Valley it was a 45 minute drive on Thanksgiving by myself I was hysterical I was like I'm missing this this is not worth it Um, but you know, I met people and they're like, you just have to pay your dues. This is what you do when you get into device, you work your ass off and then it comes to you. So that's your hope, right? So I did that for a little bit and my partner and I ended up not getting along. It was a power struggle. Another young female, she was 20, she's my age. So we, uh, 24, 25, and she didn't realize that I would be I don't, for who, you guys, you guys don't know me. I'm pretty aggressive. <laughs> I'm pretty loud and I'm pretty outgoing. And she didn't know that I would be that way in surgeries. And she was scared I would take her doctors from her, which was not the case at all. We were a team, but I ended up not, she would keep me out of surgeries. She would make me do all like the dirty work, which was fine. I was cold paying the dues, but I really wanted to learn. So, um, I ended up parting ways with Zimmer. And I had to look for another job, but I still wanted a device. And I realized after you get your foot in the door, that's all you need. You just need your foot in the door with one device company. And they kind of all come to you like, oh, wow, you're with Zimmer. I've hired for a lot of people from Zimmer. What happened? Well, what are you interested in? What do you want? And I interviewed with so many different companies. I ended up going with iScreen Vision. So my goal when I was in when I was pre-med was become a pediatrician. So iScreen Vision was a pediatric vision screener and that device was meant to catch um, vision abnormalities in children before they were able to read the Snellen chart. The Snellen chart is the chart on the wall when you go into the pediatrician's office with all the letters on them. This device was to take a picture of the child's eyes and it would get sent off to a live analyst who would review it and let you know before you would even leave the doctor's office if your child needed to go get screened by an ophthalmologist. Wonderful. Why more pediatricians don't buy it is beyond me. Um, well, from what I learned trying to sell it, a lot of them are stuck in their ways and they don't want to try something new and innovative, especially if it doesn't reimburse. It doesn't currently reimburse because it's still considered experimental. Um, that was really fun. It was a startup company. Uh, very small. I think there were probably five of us, not probably, there were five of us in the nation. Loved it. We were all really close. We had video Zoom calls every Monday morning and we would all call each other all the time to talk about what we were going through, which I really loved because we were all by ourselves in a state and we were able to collaborate with each other and figure out what everyone was going through. And you actually hear the same thing from Arizona to Baltimore to Florida We're all battling the same things in regard to this device, but it was just really awesome how we all got along really well. Um, And then they ended up getting rid of all of us. Hmm. And I didn't know. I thought I wanted to go back to device. So I was just applying to a bunch of jobs. And then I applied to Cancer Treatment Centers of America not knowing what I was applying to, honestly. And I, I mean, I tell my managers this to this day. I, I had no idea what I applied to. I was just, and it's the best job just do it. Ever. I just did it. And I remember I was in inter- the same week I interviewed with Stryker for endoscopy. 
which I really wanted because who doesn't want to work for Stryker? And then I interviewed with CTCA, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, um, in the same week. And I went into my first interview with Molly Stockley at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And to be completely candid, I thought it was just going to be like a fun interview, like, oh, let's get practicing. I met Molly and I was floored. Honestly, I have never seen someone with so much passion and love and enthusiasm. I thought I was enthusiastic. You haven't met Molly. She is like Tanya times a thousand. And she made me fall in love with the company in maybe five minutes. And I, I, I would, my next interview that day was with Robert, my soon-to-be manager. And he was like, why do you want to work for us? And I said, Molly. Molly, I want what Molly feels. How could you not want what Molly feels? It was She's just so amazing. And here I am. Like, honestly, I have the best team. We work so well together. I call Lori all the time. I look up to her. She herself is amazing. She is. I'm currently trying to get my MBA, and I have my struggles. But she also got her master's, and I look up to her. Um, But anyways, I digress. Device. (laughs) (laughs) Device. What about people go- looking to get into device? What is what <laughs> advice do you have for them um, getting in besides like just trying to get your foot in the door? How do you try to get your foot in the door? Oh, how do I try to get my foot in the door? I would say just network. Um, I, I've met a lot of people in the device world and a lot of them honestly have gotten their jobs by knowing someone. Um, very... I, I know one girl that works for, uh, she used to do CMF for Stryker, and she got her job as an associate. So you work about 80, maybe 60 to 80 hours a week, but that's only if you're in surgery at Ice Cream. I had a really good work-life balance. I worked Monday through Friday, um, kind of 9 to 5, but it was great. So if you do want it, just make sure you're looking for the right one don't apply to all of them and take something like I did without knowing what you're getting yourself into unless you're fully prepared um yeah and do you think that long term if someone is super set on getting into device sales um there is a future for device sales like once you get over that associate role and you get more into um I don't know what they call the next role but you get more into like upper management is there a better work life balance or is it something where you're um you're always going to be on call like you were talking about your boyfriend he was in device sales for what 10 to 15 years or so um but it sounded like he still was on call is there a better work-life balance the longer you're in? Or is it something where if you are older, you have sales experience, you're trying to get in device sales, but you have a family, what are your thoughts on a situation like that if they still want a work-life balance? So in regards to like operating and trauma, I don't think it gets any easier. I think you still work just as much. You make more because you're getting bonused off of what your associates are making. But... Um, I don't think it gets easier. I don't, um, maybe in other device and other fields, it would be easier, but then you're just babysitting people. And if that's what you want, sure. Um, 
I don't know, but if you want it, if that's what you really want, like it's what I really wanted and I got it, then do it because you don't know what you don't know, right? So you do it and just figure it out. If you don't like it, then move to pharma. That's pretty from what it looks like, from what I know with my girlfriends that have done it. It seems easy. Um, You go in with an iPad and you get a signature. (laughs) (laughs) They let you back. We don't get let back. We have to beg. But we'll bring a doctor. Yeah. Come see us, please. But um, no, I don't think it gets easier. Even with our new friend, her husband is a manager, and he's in Havasu all the time now, and he manages a bunch of people on his team. I don't know if that is good life or work life balance. Um, but I mean, I think we all have different definitions of it. Awesome. Um. So what I'm kind of taking from it is that if you're okay with the work-life balance of how or like or lack thereof um, with being in certain device, then it could be a really great career based on how much you make. Um, you are on call, but you're not necessarily working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but you are on call that much. Um, so it could definitely be a good work-life balance Um for like bachelor, bachelorette, trying to get into the industry, working your way up before you really start a family. Um, or maybe if you even have older kids, a um, little bit older, maybe in school full-time, high school, uh, it might be a little bit um, more of a challenge if they are in sports and stuff. You might miss out on some of that, but you would still have the maybe the salary or the commission structure that you are looking for long-term. Um, but thank you so much, Tanya, for joining us on Leaders Lead. I wanted to interview you because you have been an awesome friend and leader in my life recently. Um, and so thank you for that. And do you have any other fun information to add? Anything? No. As she looks out into the unknown. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Awesome. Well, if you guys do have any questions, you can, um, follow Tanya on Instagram at... T A N Y A underscore T R U O N G. Awesome. And you can find me at Lolo Brickhouse, L O L O B R O O K H O U S E. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thanks for listening to Leaders Lead. Thanks again for listening to Leaders Lead. Stay tuned for a funny outtake. And then, um, final question. What is your favorite animal and why do you feel that this is your favorite animal and is it because you're like a crazy animal person or you emulate? <laughs> 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 we're stopping. I don't, know. I don't know where that was going. Oh, that's awesome. We should save this as the, um, whatchamacallit at the end. 